to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it wrong. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, the number one wrestling podcast on Porn Up, and the only place where when you talk about getting double teamed, it could mean two things. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, the patron state of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-hosts for this evening. Obviously, you know him, you kind of like him. He is my friend. Daddy Delgado, the Salt and Spitter Swallow, host of Straight Talk Podcast, SES fans. Yes, yes, he's here. They retired my number six jersey across the NBA this this week, Matt, because I'm I'm that I'm that good. I'm that oh, damn good. Yeah. That's fantastic. You're also finally tied with Katie. You caught up. So congratulations. You know, I, I have to give some suspense. You know, I have to let Katie think she's gonna win, you know? Or or else where's where's the suspense? Where where's the intrigue? You know, there's no drama. I want trauma. Uh, Katie says you're not the porno poppy. I'm going to put that up here real quick. Um, <laughs> that is not important, though. What is important is finally, after a lot of work, we have got Dylan from the World Elite Podcast. He didn't make it here when we had Marcus on, so we made a very special episode for just him. Uh, Dylan, how's it going? Hey, man. I'm doing good. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Uh, somebody's mic's got some feedback or something going on. Let me let me mute me, see if that's no, it might be Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. So well Dylan works on that. Um let's take a look here. So news and rumors. First and foremost, what I want to talk about um is our Patreon. Because I kind of sort of maybe went and made a declaration on the latest episode of Return to Wrestling. That could possibly bite me in the ass. And I, I want to get this out at the beginning of the show. So I said on the latest episode of Return to Wrestling, which will be dropping very soon on Patreon, that come September 1st, if we get 10 people to subscribe to the $10 tier on Patreon, and I'm going to make this very clear to all of you how this is going to work, um, I would do a one-hour podcast praising both Hulk Hogan and Matt Riddle. And this is not like, backhanded compliments and bullshit like for those 10 people who sp- subscribe to the $10 tier for that tier I will make a one hour podcast where I say only good nice things about both Matt Riddle and Hulk Hogan because those are the two people that I talk the most shit about I also said and I have to go back and listen to verify uh, the amount of time but for now I'm going to say a month until I correct myself that if 50 people And I set this very high for a reason. If 50 people subscribe to the Patreon at the $10 tier come September 1st, uh, I will become an official Matt Riddle Stan account, i.e. as what Vince did with Sheamus after we caught him up in his bullshit. Um, And 
the lengths at which I will go to that, I am not going to uh, go subscribe and you'll find out. But I will I will live the gimmick for the determined amount of time. So if you really want to torture me and make me have to fucking kiss Matt Riddle's ass, suck his dick, whatever, <laughs> for a month, uh, do that. But make sure if you do go subscribe to the Patreon that you leave a comment letting Travis know that's why you're there so he can count it up and make sure it's 50 people that are there for that reason as well as the one hour video for the 10 people so you'll get both if we get 10 you'll get the video if we get 50 you'll get the video and that um young kings wrestling ykwrestling.com black lives matter t-shirts all of that money gets put into a fund and is donated to great causes that support as we've talked about repeatedly um People who have been involved in situations of racial injustice, who have lost family members to police brutality, as well as various other things, but in no way, shape, or form is associated to the Black Lives Matter organization. So if that's holding you back, don't worry about that. Money goes straight to TC. TC then you know, gives it to individuals through GoFundMes, as well as our Pro Wrestling Pro Choice t-shirts, which are on sale at both our Teespring right now and Katie's Teespring. You can find that at linktree.com or linktree slash creation world go to the merch store that money from us goes to the women's reproductive rights assistance project from katie it goes to planned parenthood you go check hers out um so we ask that you donate and do all that but that that that's all the plugging that that's all out of the way dylan's here to talk wrestling vince is here to talk wrestling i think i don't know yes i am yes i am why is there a doubt why is there a doubt uh, i'm multitasking matt uh johnny ace is gone 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 and this is the first time i've seen the wrestling world like rejoice together like solidarity of being happy about somebody losing their job what about when uh joey ryan lost his job yeah i guess that too i feel like there's someone else are you guys happy that johnny ace is gone yes for sure yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I got a little distracted here because yes, I do know wrestling, and the gore is not the same thing as the spear. It's two completely different moves. We've established this. The gore is done by a rhino. The spear is done by a human being. Two different things. Two different things. Um, I'm happy Johnny's gone. Uh, everything that they have done so far has been great since he's been gone. We've got a lot of talent acquisitions returning so uh i'm excited for that um yeah we'll see where it goes yeah uh other news and rumors i don't really have a lot like so i do want to talk about there was this whole thing with AEW where and i know we dylan you and i specifically have some friends that aren't big AEW fans shut the fuck up ryan um dylan will speak when dylan wants to speak uh, who are probably going to go in and talk about this and everything, but I want to get something straight. So there was a lot of talk about how Tony Khan got tricked, how Sinclair still owns 51% of Ring of Honor, this and that, blah, blah, blah. My understanding is that Tony Khan has purchased the assets of Ring of Honor. So he has purchased the uh, intellectual property, the branding, the tape library, all of the stuff that's important. And the reason this is important is because that's what Vince McMahon does with WCW. If you watch the WWE versus WCW documentary, Vince only purchased the intellectual property. He didn't actually buy the company outright uh, mm -hmm. because that's where the value was. 
Dylan, go ahead and speak. Ryan, Ryan wants to hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The whole thing with Tony Khan, I kind of feel like, you know, since the whole Ring of Honor purchase, you know, he's been I mean, doing what Tony Khan does. You know, he's been signing more people. We see them sometimes on Ring of Honor, but we don't see a lot of the people who, you know, got and things we got so excited to see when they debuted and they've all been demoted to dark and seems like rampage is like the new dark, but it's televised. I don't know. Ring of honor. You know, I just can't take it seriously right now until they get some sort of TV deal and they want us to get excited for ring of honor, but we're only seeing it through pay-per-views. Like, cause I ordered Supercard of honor. I ordered their last one. They just did. So, I mean, for Ring of Honor, I can't take it seriously right now. Tony Khan bought it, but it's, he's not treating it like AEW because AEW is his baby. So, so right now, I cannot take a Ring of Honor brand seriously right now. And even the titles, you know, Claudio's holding the world title. Can't take it seriously. He's not defending it too much. He just defended it at a Battle of the Belts. Does my forehead say cha-cha? <laughs> it's... I don't know. Can you come here so I can take a look at your forehead real quick, Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. all right so we're gonna mute we're gonna mute vince and let you go on while he figures that out uh figure out if her forehead says cha-cha let her know um i'm with you though ring of honor yeah. like like you said claudio champion he's not i didn't i mean i think he came out for mox at the end of mox's match he didn't even have the fucking belt with him he's not out there yeah. Feeling like Ring of Honor champion. Samoa Joe barely on TV. Exactly. Uh, FTR holds the Ring of Honor tag belts, but they also hold like another set yeah, of belts too. Yeah. So like they come out with all the belts, but they're not they're not really doing anything with the Ring of Honor brand. And when they do, it's on Rampage, and Rampage mostly sucks. It does, so yeah. there's that. Pretty much. Um, Vince is distracted, so we'll just move on. Uh, <laughs> I am a huge Kat Dennings fan. I love Two Broke Girls. I loved her in Thor. So the fact that she is a new wrestling fan for the Triple H era has been one of my favorite things to watch and see on Twitter. That has been fantastic. Same here. Um, I've enjoyed the shit out of that. And uh, Flair apparently passed out twice from dehydration in his quote-unquote last match, and he's already talking about doing it again. Like, you almost, you could have died. You passed out twice from dehydration. He's like, oh, next time I'll drink more water and less beer. Like, probably shouldn't be drinking beer anyway, you fucking old ass man. Like, <laughs> are you a Ric Flair was... fan? Uh, as a person, no. As a wrestler, I think he's the greatest of all time. Okay. But that was the saddest shit I ever watched. I ordered that damn shit. But I ordered it for the card. I didn't order it for his match. I ordered it for the card. The card was good. But that match was so pathetic, and he looked bad. And, and of course, Ric Flair, being just like John Moxley, had to bleed. And it was one of the saddest things I've ever watched in my life. It, he, I mean, there's a point where you're going to ruin your legacy, and we are we are at that point. Katie, I agree. Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, and the fact that now he's like he's doing something with uh, – the colognes i think or he's trying to set another last match up in like puerto rico like why why are you doing this why can't you just like fade off into the ether and be okay like you have a legacy it's cemented 
and right. the more you're around and the more you do the more you're ruining that for everyone that likes you mm-hmm. well Everybody. honestly he's he's gonna continue to keep doing these like last ma- last match ever shows or whatever because people are gonna buy it like if there's revenue coming in he's gonna keep fucking doing it because like unfortunately that's the old wrestler mentality i'm like hey you know i'm gonna keep getting them keep getting my my payday and that's what this is it's payday if we all just ignore it not care or not buy his stuff like i don't think he'll keep doing it you're right and like uh bakley says three years later we're gonna see rick flair's last match part five at in three years let's be honest it'll probably be on 10 he's probably gonna do two a year and it's gonna be his last match tour until he actually dies in the ring uh, JJ says he needs the money, uh, and that Vince cut him off. So probably, I mean, yeah, I could see that though. Charlotte's not taking care of her dad. Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do with your elderly parents when they're useless? Uh, which he basically is at this point is you, you take care of him. She's making good money. She doesn't have to be on TV. Andrade's out there making decent money. They're married. Like, can't like maybe put flair in a home or something, get someone to take care of him and watch him, make sure he's not like leaving the house and embarrassing himself. Yeah, I mean, with Ric Flair, it seems like he has, like you said, that wrestler mentality. Like, he's never going to want to let it go. He's one of those old uh, superstars you see nowadays, you know, mostly in AEW, like a Sting, or even, uh, I wouldn't say recently, but Tully Blanchard. You know, it seemed like he always wanted to wrestle, but he was always managing FTR. Terry Funk. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, the list goes on and on with with the wrestlers, but Flair seems like, you know, for Ric Flair, the next thing you're going to see is Ric Flair's last match. And then in parentheses, it's going to say for real this time. And then it goes on and on and on. And it's never going to end with this guy. Like someone said, until he actually dies in the ring. Or as Jesus said, uh, until he takes a bump and turns to dust, which would actually be really cool. Like imagine, you know, like that idiot Matt Riddle comes out and he kicks his shoes off and all the little fucking animals fly out. Same thing, but he just takes a back bump and then just... (laughs) into dust maybe like rainbow colored dust that'd be cool it's gonna Thanos that himself. Out. <laughs> that's what he's gonna do i'd be fine with that too yeah. uh last but not least vince you're not watching uh the only uncensored japanese climax to air on tv for money correct the g1 no. climax no <laughs> the g1 climax no yeah it's the only uncensored japanese climax you can pay for on tv that's what <laughs> it's facts uh dylan are you watching g1 climax no i'm not I'm not either, but I listened to Mr. Warren Hayes cover it, and the only reason I gave a shit was because the only New Japan wrestler that I enjoy or acknowledge properly, the Great Okan, was in it, and I was mm. hoping the Great Okan would do well. I have now understood two things about the G1 Climax. One, Great Okan is mathematically eliminated, cannot win it, so I have no interest going forward. However, Mr. Warren Hayes did inform us, if you listen to his G1 Climax coverage, that apparently there was a match that had a haunted metal glove that I'm very curious about. Like, I want to know whose metal glove. I need to know more about the lore of this metal glove. So now New Japan has me intrigued because <laughs> I need to know more about this metal glove that possesses people and does shit. Like, so between Great Okan and the metal glove and then possibly like the, their partnership with Stardom, they may slowly suck me in. So I know Taichi has stripper pants. Is it Taichi's glove or did he find like a haunted glove? That belonged to someone else, Bakley. Let me know. Like, I need to know who the glove belonged to, how it possesses people. Like, I need information. This sounds like the Undertaker's urn. This sounds the like the Undertaker's him handed it down. Is that guy dead, though? Like, is it 
is is his ghost possessing the glove? Like, this is the information I need. Um, all right, let's get into the show. Dylan, you are our guest, so you were going to start us off. Uh, spit or swallow? So I actually never take uh, notes for my own show, so I actually came prepared with notes for this one. So I guess I'll start off with uh, spit, I guess. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go to Monday Night Raw with the uh, the announcement of the newest tournament for the women's tag titles. And I'm not hating on the tournament. I think it's kind of pointless because of the makeshift tag teams they're bringing into this. But I, I do love the idea of showcasing women's wrestling. You know, I'm all for women's wrestling. I love that they showcase it more and more. And now that Triple H is in charge, you're going to start seeing more of that, which is awesome. But there's one uh, little thing about it, and that's the NXT side of things. And bringing in Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. And Zoe Stark is challenging Mandy Rose for the women's title at Heat Wave on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But you have Gigi Dolan and JC Jane right there in front of you. And you don't pick them, you do Nikita and Zoe. I think that's a horrible decision. And the thing is, I already kind of know who's going to win that tournament. I mean, it's pretty obvious with Dakota Kai and EO Sky. But I mean, you could have at least put them in and give some competition towards the ones who we know is actually going to win because we already know the outcome of this thing. I believe it's going to turn in to a money in the bank when CM Punk beat John Cena. He went away for a little while. Then John Cena won the title. CM Punk came back with the actual title. Something tells me that Sasha and Naomi are going to come back at Clash at the Castle. They're going to have the titles with them. And it's going to cause this whole thing like we saw in 2011. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just recycling old storylines. Yeah, but so I'm with you and I'm not. Like, I'm, A, I'm swallowing the big opening women's segment and the six-woman brawl. I am mm-hmm. spitting the team of Alexa and Asuka because I even tweeted this out today. A lot of these teams don't make sense and seem like they were put together for either convenience or uh, like Shotzi and Xia They're both heels and they're both Asian, so now they are in a tag team. Like They mm-hmm. really don't have anything, any interaction, any past, any history there that would make you think these two are going to be a team other than that, and that kind of bothers me. Same thing kind of with Raquel and Aaliyah. Like, they're both baby faces, and they're both people of color, so we'll stick them together. Like, the team pairings don't make sense. Ideally, I would have liked to see Alexa and Liv. Liv is champion now. She's not in the tournament, whatever. However, um, I am very excited for what you just said, recycling, because Sasha and Naomi coming back to challenge probably eo and dakota i'm sure the finals are going to be oscar and alexa versus eo and dakota like those are going to be great matches and with dakota and eo advancing over dana and tamina in the first round we have already had one match longer than the entire queen of the ring tournament yeah one match lasted longer than entire queen of the Ring tournament so for that i'm swallowing all of this but i am spitting the pairings right yeah, um, I, I'm with you. Uh, I'm spitting the the pairings as well. I specifically, I'm spitting the fact that they brought up Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, I have no issues with whatsoever. But Nikita, like, why why are you why are you bring her up? Like, like they're not doing they're not gonna do anything. It's just a makeshift tag team. If they should have brought anybody up, it should have been either Team Ninja or it should have been Toxic Attraction or just some actual established NXT tag team. That I I thought that's what should have been, or at least paired two people up that made more sense than Zoe Stark and Nikita. Uh, 
aside from the mixed match and like the parents being just like thrown together, you can spit that, but you never know. Something could come out of this. I mean, Dakota Kai and Neil Sky, they're a thrown together team. They're just happen to be in a faction and they're going to build on that chemistry and continue going forward. So as long as you build on it, I'm all about it. And they'll eventually. The, fix the majority it. of this team's going forward, I don't see anything like I, I feel like they're put together for the tournament and after the tournament most of these teams are going to fall apart i agree with you toxic attraction should have been brought up for this tournament why yeah. did they not do that like oh exactly would have been a great team uh instead of thakita and zoe you could have used uh faraz and valentina uh valentina faraz and uh um god what the hell's her name i don't know ask benji he knows both of them um something I know who you're talking about, man. I, I I don't know their names either. Uh, I'm assuming Floor Slapper Sports. I almost called them Cock Slapper Sports. Uh, is Tim? <laughs> yeah, it is. Tim. They better not be in the fucking finals. They well, better okay. not be. Matt, see the way you 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 said that uh, Oscar and Alexa were going to be in the finals. They actually can't because they're actually going to face the they're actually going to face Dakota Kai and Io Sky next. So they're facing each other in the semifinals. So they're going to face whoever wins on the SmackDown side of the bracket, which is either going to be Raquel and Aaliyah, or it's going to be Natty and Sonya, or Nikita and Zoe Stark. Let it be Natty and Sonya. Fuck it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I mean, Natty's got some. Well, Vince is gone, but Natty's got something on that company that she keeps getting put in shit. Yes. Ulisa Leon. Thank you, Jeebus. Um, Leon and Froyce. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Um I don't know. We'll see. Vince, spit or swallow? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to swallow NXT Kevin Owens being back on my television screen. Like, the intensity. That's the Kevin Owens that debuted at TakeOver and just <laughs> completely destroyed Sami Zayn. He did the same thing to Ezekiel. They didn't get a chance to pay off the Zeke versus KO feud. I think this kind of, like, puts a pin on that that feud permanently, and now this is going to establish Kevin Owens going forward as a more serious threat, as a more credible challenger to not only the United States Championship and Bobby Lashley, but also Roman Reigns or whoever gets that title off of him and is the dominant like top champion on Raw. So I'm just swallowing Kevin Owens going back to his roots. I love his comedy. He's fantastic. He's one of the most versatile wrestlers on the entire company, but I'm glad to see him like taking this pivot. I 100% agree. I mean, you sit there and you watch the power bomb on the apron. You know, the the ferocity that we had when he debuted in NXT. And it's like, okay, this is Triple H's direction. This is where Triple H wants to go. And we're week after week, segment after segment, we are watching that unfold. And it it really is making, I mean, I don't know how it feels for people who don't watch NXT, who only watch the main roster or casual fans. But for people like me, and I'm assuming all of us who watch NXT Black and Gold, who you know watch Dynamite, who also watch Raw and SmackDown, and have connections to some of these wrestlers that we never really got to see get what we wanted to out of the main roster to slowly start going in the direction we hoped they would. Even someone as old as Kevin Owens, who's had a great run on the main roster. I mean, Universal Champion, U.S. Champion. Like, not to say Kevin Owens hasn't been utilized great. It's just they played more onto his character and less on the ruthless side of Kevin Owens to see that is really exciting. 
it's got me yeah. hard. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like this also uh, puts a pin in the character of Ezekiel. I kind of feel like now that he got taken out on the stretcher, also I keep bringing up Triple H's in a charge now. I think we may see the return of Elias once he finally grows the facial hair back out. I think because once when seeing Ezekiel, I was very confused by the character. I didn't like it from the jump, and I still didn't like it right now. So I think this is the perfect chance to bring Elias back, and I would say maybe even uh, put this more into the Kevin Owens storyline once Elias returns. You know, confuse Kevin Owens even more than what he was already confused from the Ezekiel character. You know, it's that long-term storytelling, but I actually like the idea for bringing Elias back and confusing Kevin Owens even more than what he was. Oh, if they do a story where Ezekiel is in the hospital paralyzed and can never wrestle, so now Elias has to come <laughs> back to avenge his brother, I am going to eat that up so hard. Like, I need him full-on paralyzed from the waist down, can't get, you know, can't get a hard on nothing, like completely <laughs> useless, cannot walk, uh, very sad and upset, and then... Here comes Elias to avenge his brother, smash guitars over his head, and let them have a real blood feud. Well, the whole time, Kevin Owens is like, he, he doesn't even fucking exist. You're him. Like, if he's, if he's fucking paralyzed, you should be paralyzed, too. Like, yes, please give me that. That would be great. <laughs> um, I'm going to blow my, my, my raw load first real early here. Uh, I'm swallowing the return of motherfucking Dexter Loomis. Yes. Because, A... I loved the character of Dexter Loomis on NXT until we got to after the index wedding and it all kind of went downhill, like everything up to that point, but everything triple H did with Dexter. I loved. he again, Kevin Nash prettier than Shawn Michaels fucking will gray can go talk to a wall about that. It's facts. I believe it was decided in the poll. Dexter Loomis is another one of those men that kind of makes me question my sexuality on occasion. Like I'm married <laughs> I have a daughter. It is what it is. But Dexter <laughs> Loomis might, you know, with enough drinks, persuade me to, you know, have fun one night. Like, he's, he's a very pretty man. But also, like, he looks like he's a great cuddler. He, he really does. And I wouldn't mind being put to sleep by him. Like, I'd let him roll me to sleep in his strong, muscular arms uh, with that mustache. Uh, but no, I'm, the car crash, which everyone is linking to Dexter Loomis, him getting arrested from the crowd, doing some sort of, I'm assuming, stalker gimmick for AJ Styles, which could be fun and cool oh yeah like go back to his roots in nxt exactly and then giving him some like character because now we have to know why he's stalking either the miz or aj styles whoever he was out there for like why was he in the crowd why was he coming after them what is the beef there i'm so excited for it yes it is 2022 and everyone is a little gay thank you katie <laughs> um, so uh, that is my my biggest swallow for Monday Night Raw was the return of Dexter Loomis on my TV. I'm super excited. Yes, same here. Uh, to add to what you were saying, like my point was the overarching storytelling that was going on in the background. That stuff that NXT used to do a lot, like Black and Gold and Triple H loves doing that. I didn't even notice that until after the fact when people were pointing out that there was a car crash in the background with Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. happening. Then like people were running around. I, I thought it was perfect. It was perfect. I loved it. Oh, Post for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, going from what you were saying, yeah, the car crash, I didn't even realize until I was scrolling through Twitter, and even the official Twitter page for, for WWE even acknowledged it. So the moment I saw it, I'm like, yeah, we're seeing something. I, 
I mean, somebody's coming back. This is either going to play in to the women's side of things because it only really made sense when the women <coughs> were doing something. You know, the women were looking at it. The uh, the cops started coming out when the women were getting interviewed. So we didn't know if this was playing into the women's tag team thing or is this going to go off of something way different. So the moment, yeah, I saw him looking at AJ as he was getting arrested, it's going to get interesting. I'm, I'm ready for Monday. I think it's going to be good. And Rikishi tweeted out, he swears to God it wasn't him this time. So, like, that was fantastic <laughs> as well. Uh, I'd let him make a shirt for my skin. I'd let him make an entire bodysuit and wear me, Alex. Uh, also, Bakley, nobody watches Impact. You're the only person that knows that. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, spit or swallow? What you got? So I did a spit already, so I'm going to do a swallow. And the only other one that was not mentioned yet by either two of you I'm going to go on the AEW side of things. One of the very few things they're doing right right now, and that's uh, setting up a good main event for All Out with the return of CM Punk. You know, we're getting the champion versus champion, and we already know with them two, it's going to be a blood fest. You know, Mox is going to be bleeding within the first maybe three minutes of a match. He's going to take a headlock, and somehow he'll be busted open, pouring blood. CM Punk, we know, can bleed. We've seen the dog collar match with MJF. It's, it's going to be a good main event, but it just makes me wonder, is there something that's going to happen at the end? You know, we haven't seen MJF in a while. Uh, for me, MJF is is a world champion caliber wrestler. We haven't seen him since the uh, pipe bomb, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. So maybe at the end of All Out, you know, whoever wins, whether it's Mox, whether it's Punk, I would love to see something happen at the end. You know, it was... All Out last year got a really good finish with Cole and Danielson debuting. For me, I think you got to go up on that and you got to do something big at All Out again. So while we're getting a good main event, we got to get something really good at the end to close it out. All Out for me is like is like the top pay per view for AEW. So you got to close out with something big. But yeah, that's my swallow. Is is the main event they're setting up with CM Punk and Mox? I agree. Yes, Vince. Would you like to chime in on CM Punk? Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, well, I agree with Dylan. I that's one of the two swallows from uh, the entire episode of Dynamite was CM Punk and John Moxley. I don't quite care for the match. Like, I'm not like, oh man, I can't wait to see this match. But like, I know it's gonna be good. It's just like, it's kind of like it's kind of like Brock and Roman. I'm not like oozing and chomping at the bit to see the match. But I know it's gonna be good, and it's like a high profile match. So. They need these high-profile matches. That's specifically what AEW needs going forward. It's a bit more high-profile matches, and that's what this is going to be. And it's going to be here in Chicago. It's going to be all out. Uh, the question is, are they going to boo Mox out of the building? Because Chicago can be uh, can be homers. They can be homers. And they should be. Um, I Listen, I, I, I was listening to Wrestle Index. I know Tim is a huge Mox fan. Uh I was listening to what he was saying. He said this is probably the biggest match they could put together. Me personally, I think the biggest match they could put together they already kind of did with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Like that to me is their top tier talent match. Like I don't give a fuck about Jericho and his forty iterations of different characters, whether he's <laughs> a sports entertainer or he's claiming that he's the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon, which isn't even fucking true because even Shut if it's not TJ, it's fucking Natty. It's not Jericho. Like no, pick one or the other. Um. Or the pain maker, because he likes anal. Like, whatever his deal is, I don't care. Uh, Mox, I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I really, I'm not. Um, but I am kind of excited for this match. I did love the the My Way 
treatment that people were giving it on Twitter mm-hmm. with the face-off between Mox and CM Punk throwing back to Austin and The Rock, like, in my opinion, not that level, but I get it. It's cool. It's fun. It made me go back and listen to some Limp Bizkit this week, so I appreciate that, Twitter. It's been a while since I've thrown Limp Bizkit on. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. That's a swallow. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to use this opportunity since you brought him up. I'm just going to spit Chris Jericho's existence because I do that every week when he shows well, up on television. Well, it is your turn, so you can yeah. spit. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, I don't want to waste my spit on Chris Jericho. Uh, <laughs> you were just going to waste your spit on Chris Jericho. I just wanted to throw like a quick little, like a quickie spit, you know? Like it wasn't my my my, my legit official one. Um, okay. Well, if that's well I, I encourage everyone in the chat, and also thank you all for being here. Alice, Katie, JJ, Justin, Tim. Ryan, if you're still there, Tim, everyone that came and joined us, I appreciate you. And feel free to do like Jesus, Jeebus, and uh, spit and swallow along with us in the chat. And I'll uh, I'll throw it up here. For everyone to see, uh, because Jeebus is spitting the fact that you haven't stripped yet. So when, yeah, when's that? (laughs) Well, I'm not, I'm not stripping on the stream, guys. That's that's free content. That's stuff you put behind the paywall. Like if they want to see, they can go ahead and. So are you making the OnlyFans? Because I don't know. That's that's not really up to me. I can't. It is up to you. It's 100. percent No, Melissa's right there. I can see her arm. Ask her. Say, hey, babe, can I make an OnlyFans and strip on OnlyFans? Can I make an OnlyFans and strip on OnlyFans? She said sure. She she said sure. You got permission. <laughs> I don't know how many people will follow though? We'll see. <laughs> that I heard. Um, I will not follow. Well, that's no, not very smack. Why would she pay for it? Exactly. She wouldn't pay. <laughs> Jesus is the one that's thirsty over here in the chat. So maybe Jesus is going to pay. Would you follow Matt if he had an OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah I support. Yeah. Does she know that she's on the podcast right now live? Yeah, she, she knows. She knows. Okay. She she was on Straight Talk with uh, the Get Show crew. Oh, she actually God. showed on it. I'm I'm actually excited for this, and I also agree. Like, if I had OnlyFans, would you subscribe? Seeing as you prefer porn with people that look like me. <laughs> don't put that narrative out there. <laughs> don't, don't she put it out there. She literally just said it. She just said it. No. Matt, I will say you're smarter than everyone on the Straight Talk show because they're idiots. Well, thank you. See, I might just I might hire her. I might bring her in and replace you. Oh yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go and shower. I've been and I'll go get some pizza or something to eat. Um what's your uh spitter swallow, Vince? Um I'm gonna uh, swallow the team of EO Sky uh Sky Kai, I'm calling them right now, defeating Dana Brooke and Tamina. I them advancing in the tournament. I know we're circling back to Raw. But I'm just really excited to see Eos uh, Sky back on WWE TV because for a good spell there, she just wasn't there. What? Wait, wait. No, Ryan, let Dylan speak. Dylan has been speaking. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> I feel like he turned the stream off, came back, and just missed everything that you said. Just Pretty much, yeah. It seems like that. Well, give yeah. me another listen <laughs> and listen back to the entire show, and then you'll hear Dylan speak. Uh, we'll get back to him. <laughs> um, we already talked about Sky, uh, Kai, uh, Kai Sky, as you called them, uh, a little bit. So I'm going to go back to Raw, and I'm going to swallow the fact that Riddle is not only not been on Raw, but then his two buddies uh, who have gone out of their way to harass my hero, Seth Rollins, for no fucking reason to try and defend him uh, are getting their asses kicked by Seth Rollins every week. So Seth beating the Street Profits along with putting Riddle on the shelf, huge swallow. 
Yeah, yeah. That's I got that on the swallow as well. The match specifically themselves, Seth versus Dawkins, it was it was one of the better matches on the show. I very much enjoyed it. I'm gonna start calling them Riddle's lackeys. They're not even gonna get uh until I find something better. They're not getting the honor of being called the Street Profits anymore. Because I love them. And then they again, there's a curse of Matt Riddle, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about this. Everyone who hitches their wagon to Matt Riddle, and we listed him off last week. Timothy Thatcher, Keith Lee. Randy Orton, MSK, something bad happens. Yeah. Street Profits are now losing since they have hitched their wagon to Matt Riddle. Everyone that associates with this man is either losing, fired, or injured. Stay the fuck away from this guy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dylan, I'm going to allow you to speak again. Spit or swallow. All right, so I hope I hope Ryan's listening, because uh, I am speaking. But I'm gonna go to another spit because all my swallows have been taken already. So the end of of Dynamite before Punk comes back, same shit over and over again. We've been seeing this forever, and I'm so tired of it. It's a brawl between the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club, along with with Kingston and his guys. It's the same shit over and over. And I thought we were going to get something big. I mean, obviously we got CM Punk coming back, but before Punk came back, before I even uh, thought about him coming back, I didn't think Punk was going to come back during a brawl. And we got that brawl and it was like, come on, man. Like we end this shit all the time. This should have ended a long time ago. Even at Blood and Guts, it should have been done. Oh, yeah. And they continue it, and it <laughs> seems like they're not going away from it. It's annoying. But Punk coming back kind of saved the end of Dynamite. Not by much, though, because I feel like they rushed Punk back because it seemed like he was hobbling a little bit at the end. So yeah, I'm hoping they're not rushing him back too quickly because their ratings are... Are dropping pretty bad, I think, right now. And even with Triple H running things now, it seems like AEW is not even competition right now. Oh, they're not. They're not. Like, unfortunately, like they were competition to NXT. They even if like Triple H wasn't around, I don't think there's still competition to WWE because right. you still need the uh, the like the casual fans. And right. unfortunately, they still haven't attracted those casual fans. And that's the one thing that AEW just doesn't have. Like, honestly, like. Even for me, and I, I love wrestling. I'm a diehard wrestling fan. Sometimes I find it hard to even tune into AEW because I feel like some storylines are start and stop. A lot of the wrestlers that I do know aren't really doing much. Like Keith Lee, I feel like he could be doing way more than being in a tight team with Swerve. Um, just little little stuff like that. Like I, I, find, I find very little things to swallow on, on Dynamite. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a few swallows for dynamite um dynamite was much better than rampage but i cannot stand see i don't know what he's talking about i have not seen a comment about a definition for interim that was in the chat. that was not in this chat that was in the the league uh so and it's just kind of randomly throwing shit up now like i'm not even clicking on stuff so um but no i absolutely uh spit jericho the jas i uh, i spit anna doing this dark order-esque gimmick now that she's part of the jas which is weird to me that she's just like getting mad and choking people out backstage i can't stand fucking save big money at menards 
and Angelo Parker or whatever the fuck his name is. Those I I don't like those guys. No, that whole thing and Jericho, like the entire as I call them, jagoffs. The jagoffs are a huge spit. Kingston being involved with them still, the brawling, all of it. I I agree with you. Um, Vince, spit or swallow. Okay, I'm gonna swallow. It's this is a two part swallow. I'm gonna swallow Ray Mysterio versus Finn Balor because I thought the match was very good. But then we also got Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley coming out with the poppy energy, dominating Sub Mysterio into submission and costing his dad the the victory against Finn. So I'm just swallowing like this. Like Rhea seems to be like the fixture in Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and I'm just loving it. I, I'm swallowing that. And in, in in the whole, I'm including the Ray Finn match. Uh, I'm gonna do one better and give credit where credit is due because TC from Young Kings Wrestling gifted us the term Sub Mysterio. Yes, to replace Dom Mysterio because he's not a Dom; he's a sub. He, he clearly is. <laughs> um, but I I also have Finn defeating Ray and Rhea delivered uh, Sub Mysterio after he failed to endure Sexecution backstage because as I call them, they are the Sexecutioners, and he was executed. Um, so. <laughs> Sub Mysterio getting sexecuted and then dropped off on stage, costing Ray the win. Uh, big swallow. I agree with you there, Vince. Um, also, uh, Emo Mysterio getting mad at Edge. Like, he was there. He knows he was pushed by Rhea, and that's what happened. Like, you physically got touched and shoved into it, but you're taking your anger out on Edge, not out where it belongs. So there's there's that whole thing of, like, getting all emo and shoving edge and being a dick to edge for no fucking reason like you got an edge's way that that's on you i get edge like left and didn't apologize he went and chased finn off and all of that that part i get but like the spear part that wasn't on edge he knows that he was there maybe he just doesn't um, like to be edged it could just be that i'm maybe he doesn't like being i mean obviously he couldn't handle being edged because he passed out and then got dropped on the stage so uh <laughs> I'm spitting Thakita Lions versus the stripper secretary, Kiana James. Uh, that match was a botch fest. I want to like Thakita Lions. I really do. Listen, I, I am an advocate for Shotzi Blackheart. She yells. She drives tanks, all of that. And with her, I don't mind it. But with Thakita, the yelling, the fucked up cannonball, or as they said on Twitter, Q cannonball, uh, that she did in the corner where she like caught herself and tried to walk out of it and didn't hit Kiana, like... All of that was fucking terrible. Thank you. Thank so you. That whole I'm, match is getting spit. I'm sorry the fact that, that Matt's actually spitting the kid alliance this week and he's oh, finally no, on board. I'm swallowing her as a person, like <laughs> which is fine. I'm spitting fine. her match or I know her in ring ability. Swallowing her aesthetically because she's yeah. a white woman with a fat ass. That's the only reason why you're swallowing her. It has no it has nothing to do with her being a white woman. I swallow all women with fat asses. Okay, I also swallow fine. Dexter Loomis. He's got a fat ass too. Yeah, Dexter Loomis got knows, a fat ass. Exactly. Like <laughs> this isn't about gender and this isn't about race. It's about asses. And I, I okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> got to clarify that. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Dylan. Dylan, spit or swallow. So it's not in my notes, but I watched a good uh, Friday night SmackDown tonight, and the return of Hit Row gets a swallow from me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Triple H is is doing it week after week. And, and I'm not one to believe the dirt sheets, but every time they report that WWE is interested in somebody, they come back the exact same night. 
the exact same night. They did it with Cross. They did yep. it with Dexter Loomis. And I think did, was there mention of like Dakota or or EO uh, or Bailey? I, I think, think that's I the only one. Dakota was the one that got it. I don't even think EO got it. Even Bailey, that was like the only uh kept secret yes. was that one. The rest of them, the dirt sheets are getting a hold of it very quickly and they're coming back the same night. I was honestly very much surprised about Hit Row. Yeah. Like I cuz I saw that in the dirt sheets earlier today as I was like cuz I was I was writing up a list of like wrestlers that will be resigned by Triple H and I'm like, "Hit Row, that's an interesting one. Would they really bring them back?" Sure enough they did. And they they didn't even skip a beat, Dylan. Like they didn't skip a fucking beat. They didn't Not even miss Swerve Strickland. They could add someone else and then just like just like keep on moving things. I don't think they need Swerve. Here's where I'm interested. Because they, they did say that uh, Ashanti and um, uh, his name is escaping me. Um, Ashanti Diodonis. B5. I said Ashanti. And B5 and uh, Top Dollar. Top Dollar. There we go. They did say they were coming back. They did not mention B5. So with B5 being back and with Scarlet being back, I want to know what this means for WWE and OnlyFans because both B5 and Scarlet have OnlyFans. And I checked and they're still up. So does this either A, mean that WWE wrestlers will be allowed to open OnlyFans and be on OnlyFans, which means we might get that much-wanted Natalia jenny Nightheart crossover on Jenny's, uh, which means I may have to re-up. Or <laughs> maybe Shotzi was doing some stuff with Scarlett, now she won't have to wear a mask. Like I'm more interested in what this means for OnlyFans than anything else, but I do absolutely swallow Hit Row showing up, and I'm glad that they're going to get the run that they didn't get um they don't need swerve they existed before they added swerve to the group like they went out and they did their stuff on the indies without swerve um i'm i'm fully on board with this they're going to be a tag team with either a female manager slash wrestler i know she's very green uh so we'll see where she's at as far as that goes but she's a great mouthpiece and a great addition to the group either as a manager sometimes wrestler kind of like Zelina vega um probably not as talented in ring but along those lines we'll see so I'm curious to see where they go, and we do need more tag teams because that tag team division is thin as fuck. Like, you have the New Day, the Viking Raiders, now Hit Row, and then the Usos, and that's really it on SmackDown, well, except well. for, yeah, what we'll talk about with Maximale Male Models and Garza and Humberto, who are now back, but we'll get to that. Uh, unless that's what you want to swallow now, Vince. Is it is it my turn? Because I thought it was It is your turn. turn. Yes, that's exactly what I'm swallowing. I'm sw- I'm swallowing maximum male models backstage interacting with the most beautiful tag team in all of WWE, Angel Garza and Umberto Correa, who I hope get their t- last names back. I love that interaction. They're establishing the tag team division, and hopefully this leads to an actual split of the tag titles so that there's a tag team division on Raw and a tag team division on SmackDown. Because right now, SmackDown seems to like be stacking up these tag teams, and I'm just excited for all that. I I just really enjoyed the fact that they went in there and they started like pitching joining Max Male Models and fucking Max Dupree is all like, you're not Max Male Model material. And they're like, bitch, we weren't talking to you. We were talking to her. And Garza just like swerved around me. He's like, hey, give me a call. Like that whole interaction there and the smile on her face and how angry Max was about how he just got straight up ignored and yeah. his sister is getting hit on in front of him for his company like that i enjoyed honestly that little like screen grab of like max dupree being right in angel garza's face is like contender for thumbnail of the week because it was dexter loomis being like escorted out but that shit just is 
hilarious to me. Angel Garza's face, Max Dupree's face. I don't, I, I, I don't know how to choose, Matt. I don't know how to choose. Well, you don't have to. You can swallow it all, Vince. Uh, I <laughs> am going to go back to NXT with a spit. I'm spitting Roddy Strong, still not getting tossed out of Diamond Mind. The fact that he said that last week was a test for them. Then he got mad when the Creeds didn't show up for him. And they're like, yeah, bitch, we were testing you too. Like, um, getting mad that they're hanging out with other people like Apollo Crews. I am going to swallow the Roddy versus Apollo match, though, because that was a fucking banger. Um, and hopefully the Creeds are finally smartening up. Like, they watched the tape. They saw what Roddy did. They're what like, did Roddy gonna... do? I missed it. He cost them that match uh, last week and hit one of the Creeds and it's a whole thing. So hopefully... They're turning on Roderick Strong. We get Roderick Strong the fuck out of this group because he's annoying as shit as the leader of this group. And I'm just, I'm not feeling it anymore. I really like the Creeds. I called them the Crudes. They beat MSK, got the titles, earned my respect. Uh, Matt Shitty Kids, down bad. Um, Creeds on top, champions. So, oh, don't worry, Jesus. We'll get to that. Trust me, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, we will. Yeah, we will. We'll get to that for sure. Dylan, spit or swallow. So this may be the only thing I bring up outside of the ring, even outside of any promotions. I'm gonna spit the entire the entire IWC right now after the uh, return of Hit Row. The moment they return, they automatically bring up Swerve Strickland and say how he's wasting away in AEW when he's currently a tag champion with Keith Lee. So I wouldn't necessarily say you're wasting away someone. If you're wasting away, you're talking about, about Ruby Soho. You're talking about other guys the TK brings in automatically thinks they're stars and then gets demoted to AEW dark or even their televised AEW dark on rampage. So I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say that they're wasting away Swerve Strickland. Yes, it would be nice to see Hit Row as a full faction, mm -hmm. but you can't you can't downsize Ashante Diadonis, Top Dollar, and BFAB because I think they're great. Because I watched them three perform at a GCW event in Texas against Shane Taylor Promotions, and that was a fantastic match. Oh, so yeah. so they're capable of doing good things. So don't necessarily say that. That hit row is not complete just because Swerve Strickland's not there. Well, I, agree. I didn't really see much of that on my. Well, he feed. replied back to somebody who said that. Okay. Um, yeah. I, what I saw on my feed was stuff like, man, I wish Swerve was here. It would have been cool to see all four of them. Or other people saying, like, damn, Swerve over here looking at hit row debuting on SmackDown while he's over here on AEW. Yes, he's a Titan champion, but you can make a case that. They're the tag team champions, but they're not really doing anything with them. You know, they're on Dark, they're on or Rampage, or like, you I know, mean, other than Mox and Jade Cargill, they're not really doing much for any of their champions right no, now. No, so, no, like, no one, no one. The All Atlantic Championship seems to be non-existent. Where's Pack at? I mean, is he ever defending it? I mean, he's a uh, he's he's a traveling man. So I was gonna say, apparently, I thought this was gonna be like an Intercontinental title because I still feel like the TNT and TBS titles are TV titles. So like that would be like a third tier title to me right. uh, but apparently this is more of like a a travel the territory sort of title where he defends it on dark he goes to other promotions and defends it that's what they're doing with it even though jet japan is not in the atlantic he goes to japan and defends it against you know those wrestlers because that makes sense um still pisses me off but uh yeah i don't know uh they they 
there is a lot of stuff I enjoy about AEW, and then they leave a lot to be desired as well. Uh, they got a lot they could work on. Vince, spit or swallow. Okay, uh, let's go back to NXT, and I'm going to spit the rounds match. Like, I want better for Wesley. Like, this, like, what was the point of them wearing boxing gloves if this wasn't technically a boxing match? Like, like I get they were being used as props, but it just like it felt kind of like pointless. Like the like I don't know, man. I just didn't like it. I like I like uh, I like. Um, what am I drawing the blank? Trick Willie. Uh, Trick Williams. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I like Trick Williams. I like Wesley. I just don't like what they can you, did. Can with you that say match. I like Trick Willie for me? No, no. Please. No, no. Won't do it. Only fans won't say I like Trick Willie. Will you swallow Trick Willie for me? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Vince. <laughs> By the way, Melissa's laughing because she's tuning into the live stream so she can actually hear what the fuck we're saying because you can't hear it because it's in the headphones. So are you my thing is I feel like if she wasn't sitting next to you, you would do this for me. So I feel like no she no. is holding you back. No, she's not. I mean, I just said that like I haven't heard you say one thing about hangman and assless chaps or you know. I'm Any of really the the thirsting over men that you normally do when she's in the other room sleeping or watching. I was just talking family. about. I was just talking about maximum male models and the most beautiful tag team in WWE and Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Like uh, you're holding back, man. I guess, man. Katie is spitting the fact that you won't say Trick Willie. Trick. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll hold out. Maybe I hold out. Maybe you stop a, pushing a specific narrative, and maybe I will say it. I'm not trying to push a narrative. I just asked you to say something for me. No, no, no. I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about what, something. What narrative? The, the, I'm not pushing the narrative that you like to watch porn with people that look like me. <laughs> that was created somewhere else and passed on to me. And I am flattered. And I told you that, Vince. I, I really am flattered oh, that this God. is what you want to see when, you know, you're doing your thing. Moving on. Moving on. Who, who Who's the last <laughs> Who was the last out here? It was me, you were right? Last, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, so. you did the rounds. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna spending. swallow. I'm gonna swallow Vinci and Carmelo. Like I have not been feeling Vinci up until this point, but him coming out, doing what he did, pulling a fast one on Carmelo Hayes, kind of getting Carmelo Hayes off his game a little bit. I enjoyed that, and I think those two are gonna put on a banger of a match. So I'm all for Vinci Carmelo North American Title NXT. Um, I'm good with that. So that that is a same. I got that on there as well. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan, spit or swallow. So I'm gonna go to a, a swallow, and I'm gonna go with the whole storyline with the Young Bucks, trying to look for a tag team partner for the trios tournament, and I think it's all leading to Kenny Omega coming back. I I I, I want it, and I think I think it all makes sense for Kenny to come back. Okay. I am not a huge Omega fan. I call him Kenny Blow Omega and I call him the Young Cucks. Uh, I am glad that we are not getting uh, hung bucks because I would hate having to say that every week because I am not a fan of that whole idea. So I Why like not? that Hangman turned them down because I don't like the fucking bucks. And I feel like I, by saying hung bucks, I'm implying that they're hung and I don't want to push. That's a narrative I don't want to push. <laughs> like, I feel like they have small dicks is what it is. Oh. Um not so hung bucks like hangman's hung but not the bucks anyway neither here nor there um 
it, I guess it'll be cool for the trio stuff. It keeps Kenny out of the main event picture, keeps the Bucks out of the tag team title picture, so we can focus on other stuff. Uh, depending on where it ends up, if it ends up being Dark Order versus the Elite, with Hangman having to decide between his groups of friends, that could be fun. Um, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. I, I'd actually kind of like to say, um, or I would kind of like to see uh, Dark Order actually do something and win this whole thing. Like that would be cool to me because they haven't done shit. And they're technically still around, but like Cole Cabana's fucking gone. Like CM Punk came back and Cole Cabana just disappeared off the fucking face of AEW. Are we surprised though? Are we surprised? Not really. That's probably his contract clause. Join Jericho. <laughs> like it is what it is. Um, Vince, do you have anything on the Hung Bucks? You want to talk about Hangman real quick uh... and his giant dick or? <laughs> well, like I've slowly eased up on Hangman Adam Page because he's not rocking asses chaps with his wrestling gear. So like, why push a narrative? Like, why continue to thirst over a man that won't give me what I want? So I've stopped that. Like, also too, like team up with these guys. Like, win the the trios tight titles. Why do you care about Dark Order? He he wants to make it seem like he's such a good friend to Dark Order when he, he really isn't. Like, they're there for him. But he usually just forgets about them. It's a one-sided friendship with them. So I don't I don't know why he's trying to make it seem like, oh no, this is for them. I want them to win the trio side. I'm like, Dark Order isn't gonna win shit. I still like to see it. Tiny hands, nah. Reynolds rap, whoever their third is, whether it's uh Uno Dostrace or uh Cinco, like I'm all for it. Let's do it. Um <laughs> I'm going to swallow the San- the Santos and the Don Tony sit down. We're getting a street fight to finally end it all, to finally put Santos to rest. If he loses, he's fucking gone. Bye-bye. Adios. Listen, he sat down. He said the reason he couldn't submit to the Don was because he had too much pride. If he really fucking had pride, he would have lived up to the stipulation he agreed to for the match he lost. That is having pride. That is doing what you said you were going to do he did not do that he has no no see see the you're you're you misinterpreted the whole thing because the way it was actually presented on camera on television was santos escobar finessing tony d'angelo into a match that he didn't have to have he's like according to the storyline to the stipulations he's already the boss like he can literally order santos to do whatever he wants he doesn't have to wrestle santos to let him go like, this is a match that Santos is going to win. Legato is going to be free. And Tony Diaz is going to be just jerking himself off with, like, two dimes, two stacks, whatever his name is. And it, it's like, what family? Like, that's not going to be a family. That's just two people. I'm so glad I get to do this again. I didn't have control last week, and it drove me nuts. The fact that I have the power to mute Vince again makes me so happy. Listen, Vince, you can do push you? whatever narrative you want. I do. Do you? Do you? I do. I do. I can also just remove you, and it's not going to fuck up Travis's cropping now. So that's great, too. I can just put you in the waiting room for a second. Go ahead. Too. Um, neither here nor there. Push the narrative that you want about Santos finessing him. Tony wants to end him. You should be thanking your Don because the Accord, A, as Katie said, was a little mini movie that he didn't just off Santos and send him to sleep with the fishes like he did the dude that is now over in AEW part of uh, uh why am I blanking on everyone's name? Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking, know. Uh, Maybe it's the factory. The, the factory. Yeah. Um, he's over there joining the factory with QT Marshall. Like 
That's where Santos could be. Santos could be gone in the factory in AEW hanging out with QT Marshall if Tony wanted it that way. He's doing you a favor by giving Santos one chance because he actually respects Santos. Santos respects nobody. Santos doesn't even respect himself. <laughs> You're taking things a little bit too personally, man. <laughs> this is just business. This is not it's personal. Just, it, clearly business. not business because if it was business, he would have lived up to his obligations. Uh, Dylan, spit or swallow. So I'm going to go and I'm going to do another spit and it's it's dealing with the trios tournament again. I'm, I'm not too fond of, of, of uh, one side of the tournament because I mean, look at the left side of things. You have the young bucks with their to be determined partner. You have Will Ospreay and Aussie open, which if Kenny Omega is the guy and I'm not big on new Japan, but if I do watch new Japan, I'm, I'm a big Will Ospreay guy. And and the potential of seeing uh, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the same ring and with uh, Will Ospreay talking mad shit about Kenny Omega, this this leads to something good. Now, I know people is not huge on Ospreay. They're not huge on the flips. I know certain uh, Jim Cornette's not a big fan of the whole flips. I, like flips. When it comes, I mean, I'm, so do I. I just don't like Will Ospreay flips. <laughs> that makes sense. But, yeah, the whole right side is not, is not good. I mean, the Dark Order... I would love to see them do something, but I can't see it. Uh, they have the Trust Busters, I think, with Parker Boudreaux, who just signed with AEW tonight after Rampage. And then, I mean, I mean, who else do they have on that? You know, there's, I think there's only one good team on that side other than maybe Dark Order. I think it's House of Black. So I can see House of Black moving to the finals, I think, very easily because Best Friends is taking on Trust Busters on the right side. Now, the left side is where all the good stuff is happening, Death Triangle. Uh, like I said, the Bucks and there to be determined partner. Uh, Will Osprey also open. It's it's all good, but I don't know. It's it's not a good buildup. I think I think the trio's title could be even bigger. It's just I think too many injuries right now. You know, Adam Cole and Red Dragon can't even compete because they're not clear to go, and they just turned on the Young Bucks. So so that could have made for something good, but they're not cleared. So injuries in AEW. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hurting this tournament. I feel like the injuries for AEW kind of made the trios title maybe rushed a little bit because you're putting yeah. trios teams that's not, you know, really worthy of competing in it. You know, it, for me, they could have waited. Kind of no. feels like what they're doing, like they're kind of like, like put it piecing things together like they're doing with the women's tag team tournament. Because if you look on their side of the bracket, they have uh, Kai Sky, uh, Sky Kai or whatever. Then they have Asuka and Alexa. So, like, the left side of the bracket looks like to be a little bit more promising and legit contenders to actually walk away with those titles. But if you look on the right-hand side of the bracket with Raquel and Aaliyah or Sonya and Natalia, like, it doesn't seem like anyone's believable on the right-hand side of the bracket. And it's the same thing that Dylan's pointing out with the Trios Tag Team Tournament. So if, I feel like it's not even an AEW thing. I feel like it's just like a wrestling thing right now. Like, they're rushing into things. Sometimes, like, you need the foreplay. You, you, you got to, like, ease your way into it. Though, if you think about it, it's probably going to be the Bucks and Omega that win the trios titles and are the inaugural champs. And if that's the case, there's already a built-in feud for when Red Dragon and Adam Cole get better. So you get the surprise. You get that whole thing. You, you know, make them champions. And then right off the bat, you have UE. Um, I'm going to have to go back to calling them Undefined Direction because the Elite are no longer together. So it's not the Undisputed Elite. 
So Undefined Erection comes in and attacks them. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, the box, Red Dragon, that whole thing. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Vince, spit or swallow? Spit or swallow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to dynamite. I'm gonna stay on dynamite, and I'm gonna swallow the Lucha Bros versus La Facción Ingobernable. That tag team match was fantastic. I'm sorry, say that again. La Facción Ingobernable. What about Gabo and my knobs? The tag team match was fantastic. Uh, the chemistry between Rush, Andrade, Penta, Ray Phoenix. It was it was great. I, I loved it. Four fantastic Mexican luchadors, like tearing it up in the ring the the storytelling aspect of tying penta's mask to the bottom rope and then like uh i forgot what his like like uh valet is or his manager's called but him tossing the second mask in the ring to try to help penta but then that mask being tossed to the side the crowd chanting throw a mask like they're trying to get like fans to throw an extra mask for penta like him taking off his mask to dive in to save his brother to save the match that's loyalty that's commitment that that tugs on the heartstrings man loved it sure does <laughs> um are either of you guys familiar with the movie silence of the lambs yes ding, ding. Uh, i haven't watched it in a ding, while ding. but okay yeah <laughs> so my next swallow from nxt is as I put this in my notes, Wendy Chu going all Buffalo Bill in the dark on Tiffany Stratton. Because if you remember in Silence of the Lambs, there was a point where he cuts off all the lights, Clarice is in the house, he puts on the night vision goggles, he's stalking her, and that's exactly what Wendy Chu did here. I thought, shout out to Allison who said that Dexter Loomis would make a skin suit out of me, uh, that Wendy Chu was going to make a skin suit out of Tiffany Stratton in the dark there, just put on the night vision goggles, beat the shit out of her, turned the lights back on, left her laying. I am not a huge Tiffany Stratton fan. I love me some Wendy Chu. This was entertaining as shit for me. Yeah. 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 I loved it. I thought it was good. Dylan, spit or swallow. So I'm going to jump to SmackDown tonight, and I think I think Bakley uh, made it clear in his comments, but the main event gunther and shinsuke nakamura for the intercontinental titles mm-hmm. it had that it had that nxt feel to it i feel like triple h is bringing that black and gold nxt to the main roster he already gave respect to ricochet by doing this whole thing with corbin getting a win over corbin last week some we haven't seen ricochet doing god knows how long it's been for ricochet so, so he's bringing respect back to ricochet he's bringing an nxt feel to a main event with gunther and shinsuke me NXT with Shinsuke, I absolutely loved it. I've seen him in NXT uh, live. I've seen him with a nice WrestleMania entrance at 34 in New Orleans against AJ. The same night he turned heel, which, which a side note, I hated Shinsuke as a heel with a new theme with words in it. It killed the, the thing, vibe of the crowd. But the thing was a banger, though, Dylan. You, what was it not a banger though? Did you not like the song with the lyrics? I wasn't a huge fan of it, if I'm being honest, because I was a part of like a crowd. Like I mentioned at 34, it had that rock feel to it because it had a live insurance, but the crowd was still able to hum along with it. So I feel like even though he was a heel, something about that crowd feel with the humming, his theme song was so fucking cool. Oh and, yeah, and adding the lyrics in there just I feel like ruined it. So whenever he went back to his old theme, 
I thought it was great, but now they don't really hum his theme no more. It's more about Pat McAfee still on the show dancing on the announcer's table. <laughs> That's true. But they did, they put the lyrics in there to fuck that up on purpose because he had turned heel, and the whole point was they didn't want the crowd singing along to a heel's music, so they added the lyrics to kind of throw you off. I um, like the is, lyrics. It is a little disheartening, though, because like you said, especially down in NXT, the crowd would sing the shit out of that i was not a big fan of boogs i was not a big fan of boogs doing his guitar shit all mm -hmm. of that uh neither here nor there but dude they did a whole package to like they did for the u.s title to bring prestige back to this they made it the main event of smackdown a really yes. good fucking smackdown yes these two guys tore it down gunther got the win 100 with you swallowing all the way agreed vince would you uh like to spit or swallow Okay, uh, he uh, Dylan just took my last swallow of SmackDown. I don't have many spits left. Uh, I'm gonna have one more thing uh, to spit in AW, and I might be alone in this one. And I fully admit that I might be alone here, but I'm spitting the coffin match. I'm not a fan of Darby Allen. I don't really care for Brody King. I thought it just was a bunch of like. It just felt like two dudes created wrestlers in WWE 2K22 and just started hitting each other with shit and just started doing stuff. I didn't quite care for it. Sting showing up was fucking stupid when he tried to do the Undertaker setup and then he like like took a day and a half to set up and try to like menacing people being threatened, especially people on the level caliber of a Malachi Black being threatened or intimidated or being hesitant to strike a 97 year old Sting. Just like it baffles my mind, it pisses me off, and it pissed me off that Malachi was like face to face with Sting, and he decided, no, I don't want the beef, I don't want these hands. Let me walk the fuck away, like it that everything, and then like the whole cheesy ending where like he hangs him from his chain, and then he just like perfectly lands in there. I'm like, nah, I don't know. Maybe I'm hating. I had perfectly admit that I'm biased here. Maybe I'm hating, but I didn't like the coffin match. I didn't mind the coffin match. I never mind watching Darby Allen get thrown around and beat the shit out of. Like, it is what it is. The Sting thing, yeah, Sting's old. It, he's He has a hard time getting out of the coffin. It is what it is. The Malachi part, I really did enjoy. Them showing up, doing that whole thing, Buddy opening the coffin, Sting being in there. I enjoyed all that, and I don't see it the way you saw it. I saw Malachi looking at Sting and being like, you're not on my level anymore, old man, and just walking away. And you saw Sting get pissed that Malachi dissed him in the ring. The icon Sting. Malachi just shrugged him off, and Sting went after him. He chased down Malachi yeah. because Malachi just shrugged him off like, huh, you're nothing. You're not You're not. Worth I, didn't, my time. I didn't interpret it as that. I interpreted it as like, eh, you know, like, trying to play it off like oh you're nothing but really i'm kind of scared to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you that's that, the way i took that's it it's not the case at all malachi would never do that and i don't know why you're pushing that narrative you <laughs> terrible terrible person <laughs> um i'm still on nxt i still got a bunch uh i'm swallowing the toxic attraction package that they did where toxic attraction is still hungry they're done also the fact that when you take jc jane away from mandy and Gigi, she is so much finer than she is standing next to them for some reason. It is weird. Just seeing her off by herself, it's like, wow, now I see why they put you in this group. But then when you stand her next to them, it's like, eh, you just don't seem to fit in here. So it, it's a weird aesthetic. But Gigi having her own segment, JC having her own segment, that whole thing for that tag team, I really enjoyed. So that was a swallow for me. 
Nice. Uh, Dylan, spit or swallow? So I don't believe I have any more swallows left, but I have one more spit, and I'm not sure if you want to consider it an open challenge or what they're doing with the TBS title, but anything right now involving Jade Cargill is getting a huge uh, thumbs down for me right now because I don't know. The TBS title seems, it seems kind of you know irrelevant to me. They're doing this whole thing with Athena. I thought it was leading up to some with Chris Statlander. I'm not even sure if she's hurt right now. She mentioned something about being hurt, I believe. If I kind of yeah, think, I think I'm so, wrong. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris was supposed to get a push, I believe, for the world title. Okay. Uh, injured her other knee. Okay. So she is out, and Tony is taking her spot. They pushed her a little title. bit too hard to the point where she got her knee injured. So yeah. that's Pretty much, yeah, but I don't know anything right now with Jade Cargill. She's not losing. I think the only person to even challenge her would be Athena. They pushed Madison Rain a little too much, I think, too quickly. They debuted her last week. She already got a title shot, and we already knew she was going to lose. So so what was the purpose of having her even get this match? Knowing she was going to lose, you could have put Jade up against some no-name, some, some indie talent if you knew that she was going to win. It doesn't pay to bring up someone who is a good knockout and impact to come over and lose to Jade in her second match. It, it didn't pay to do that. Well, I agree with you. So Madison Rain was hired as a trainer for the women, and I think the whole point of putting her out there was to make her look as good as possible I guess in right, yeah. that match. Because the money match that are still banking on, which we saw at the end of that, which is a part of it that I am swallowing, was Athena showing up and attacking Jade. Now, I know Ember Moon, Athena, not the greatest promo in ring, in fucking sane. And I love that she is here, that she's being utilized. I'm excited for that. I'm hoping she's the one that finally dethrones Jade. It should be. So this was more to make Jade look good going into her match against Athena, who she is still kind of ducking than anything else is the way I saw it. Um, Vince, you got any more on that, or you want to spit or swallow? Uh, I'll go to my next spit or swallow. Uh, this is a quick one. I'm swallowing Chase U. That backstage segment that set up the Ariana match uh, versus – I forget the, the the member of Chase U. What's her name? She had her debut match. Thea. Thea, Thea versus Ariana. Like, the way it was set up, Chase U cursing out or, uh, Ariana. I I, I – Fantastic! It was hilarious. Anything Andre Chase, anything Chase you is a it's a swallow for me. Uh, I don't know what Alexander and Shelly he's talking about, but uh, <laughs> Alexander and Shelly, what? I'm with you on that. Thea Hale got her first official match on NXT, even though she lost. I love uh, Ariana Grace, so that was a nice little as well. Again, swallowing Legal aesthetic. Thea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bianca Corelli, Ariana Grace, uh, swallowing that aesthetic all day. Um, and like you said, Chase, she was fantastic. My last swallow for NXT is going to be Zoe Stark defeating Cora Jade in the main event. Uh, Roxanne ends up chasing Cora off with the kendo stick. And then we got barefoot Mandy Rose getting dropped by Starks with her finish and landing the back of her head on the belt, which was sitting up, which actually kind of looks scary, but, uh, Zoe versus Mandy should be great. Zoe hopefully is the one that finally ends the reign of terror that Mandy Rose has going on. Cause mm-hmm. after her, I don't, I mean, maybe Roxanne Perez gets another run. I have no idea. We'll see. Um, sorry. Get your podcast legal. Thea <laughs> careful there, bud. 
Uh, careful there, Justin. Um, no, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed, you know, we're going to get Roxanne versus Cora, which, you know, they built for. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get Zoe versus Mandy. Mandy tried to sneak in. Uh, that whole thing. Big swallow for me. Um, Dylan, are you out of spits and swallows or? Yeah, I've been done for a while. I've been coming up with random shit and, and, and <laughs> well, if, somehow it's if been you working. Can, keep coming. So if you got them, if not, we'll just we'll bounce the Vince. Yeah, yeah, he can go because I'm all out of stuff right now. Yeah, don't don't worry, Dylan. That's usually me on the regular every week since we <laughs> was switched up to this new format. Because I always have like a like a, a condensed list, and uh-huh. then Matt and Katie always have like double the amount of spits or swallows that I do. So I have to make shit up on the fly. But uh, one that I didn't have written down that I was going to write down, but I'm coming up with on the fly, is Karen Cross's presentation, and more specifically, Scarlet Bordeaux coming out and just being a presence on television. I'm just I'm just swallowing that. The whole interaction with the Usos and Drew McIntyre, everything. I'm, sw- I'm swallowing all that. Swallowing everything like Doomsday. Or like that whole, like, the timeline, like something about like the bloodline made a play on words with timeline. I, I like it. I'm feeling it. Uh, I'm feeling Karen Cross. Uh, Karen Keith Cross. Yeah, he gets a swallow. And so does yeah, no. Cross's whole promo backstage. Drew getting jumped by the Usos while focusing on Scarlet coming out. And then Sammy trying to have the heart-to-heart. And Drew coming in and wiping out the Usos. And then going to look for Sammy after the fact. That whole thing that they did was fun as shit. And then the Usos like, where the fuck did you go? Uh, and Sammy's like, oh, I went to go get help. Like. I'm very curious as to what's going to go on with Sammy and the Usos and the cross element added to the Drew Roman feud makes it a little more interesting. So yes, I'm with you all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think that Daniel wants me to say some Japanese names. So uh, bingo, take a walkie uh, versus Will Ospreay um, because Will Ospreay is part of Great Ocon's group. So he gets the respect that Great Ocon gets that, you know, <laughs> Great Ocon runs the group yeah, yeah, by yeah. what anyone else wants to say. Uh, who won that match? Uh Bakley, let us know in the chat. Um, I'm gonna swallow heel Rhonda giving Shayna a reality check about playing by the rules. Rhonda comes out, she dumps money on the table. She's like, They, you know, they find me this much. I paid double because let's who are we kidding? I'm gonna do it again. She's dropping security guards, and then Shayna comes out and she's like, Listen, this is not how you do it. You play by the rules, did you get what you want? And she's like, Yeah, what's that really done for you? And it's true. And I'm hoping this is the reality check that Shayna needs going into her match with Liv to where, again, we see the the old Shayna that we wanted that we never really got on the main roster. Yeah. And she, we, we kind of saw that with her attacking Liv after the contract signing, stomping the arm, going after the arm. So the fact that Shayna is number one contender for the women's title and actually being utilized, she's not in a tag tournament with Sonya. The fact that we're getting heel Ronda, which hopefully is more entertaining than babyface Ronda because babyface Ronda sucks. Right. All of this is a huge swallow for me. Yeah, even like uh Reek, he was in the he was in our group chat talking about like, see, this is all they had to do to get me on board with Ronda. Just turn her heel. Mm-hmm. So he's um, sa- he's satisfied. Bingo one. Bingo one. <laughs> bingo one. Um, well, you do win when you get bingo. So I, I Vince, think do you have any more spits or swallows? Man, I think that's all of them, man. To be honest with you, I think I'm I'm oh one quick spit, spitting everything Wardlow, Jay Lethal related. I don't give a fuck. I so I'm glad you brought that up because I, I had that and I'm I'm conflicted because my whole thing is the pinnacle doesn't exist anymore. The pinnacle was MJF's thing. 
FTR just kind of left. It, it dissolved unceremoniously. Wardlow got kicked out. And everyone's like, oh, it's the pinnacle, the pinnacle. And it's like, no, they're not the pinnacle. They were both part of the pinnacle, but the pinnacle is no more. Like, Tully's got a new group. He's not with FTR anymore. FTR's doing their own thing. Sean Spears is having a baby, and he's fucking gone. Like, adios. Yeah. Wardlow's doing his own thing. They're baby faces now. This There is no pinnacle. It does not exist. So that kind of annoyed me. Um, yeah. I'm disappointed in both of you, though. Because we got a revelation on SmackDown that I, I really thought one of you guys was going to bring up before you ran out. I'm swallowing the fact that Pat McAfee called Michael Cole out for getting stoned with Snoop Dogg <laughs> on commentary. I forgot all about that. Jesus. It was fucking fantastic. If TC watched the show, he'd be disappointed. He should and he should be. He really should be. Um, I I, I really want to know it. Like TC went back and did some looking and thinks he figured out which show it was which wrestlemania it was but i'd really like to know like i need that in a wwe biography of michael cole is the story of him getting stoned with snoop dogg that is what i need like give him a broken skull session and let austin ask him about that that's what i need to hear <laughs> um and then my last spit is parker Bur uh bordeaux uh being hey he got a he got signed to AEW. is officially AEW. Listen, I don't like every, when he came to NXT and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's the next Brock Lesnar. I didn't get it. I didn't see it. I'm like, yeah, he's a big guy. He looks like a, he doesn't have the background that Brock Lesnar has. He's not NCAA champion. He doesn't have any of the athleticism. I said it in our chat today. Parker Bordeaux looks like Brock Lesnar fucked MGK. Like <laughs> he's not as in shape. He's not as impressive. Uh, he's hanging out with these two idiots in uh, the Nutbusters. Like. Not not a fan of this whole thing, and I don't get the hype and why everyone's like it's the next Brock Lesnar. I guarantee you, it is not the next Brock Lesnar. No, he is Wardlow not. is closer to the next Brock Lesnar. And I don't even like Wardlow. Parker like will that, and I can I, admit you, that. You've got bad taste. We've established that. Santos, you hate Wardlow. Wardlow's fantastic. We get it, Vince. Like the only good decision you have ever made is sitting next to you on the couch unless she moved, and <laughs> also doing this podcast with me. That was a great yeah. decision. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, no, I'm spitting Parker Bordeaux, So You got a question, though. Thoughts oh, on uh, thoughts on Stokely recruiting more members to his group. I don't know if it's a group or if he's just doing kind of like, if he's just going to be managing random fucking Like people. the Bobby Heenan thing? Kind of, yeah. Where he's not really, like, he's going to have Jade. I actually am very intrigued in the whole thing with him and the Ass Boys, where Billy went out and told the Ass Boys, I missed the acclaimed because this is all you're giving me. And then he's like... <laughs> You deserve better than this. You're you're you have an abusive father. Come take my card. You just you guys deserve better. So that actually has me interested. Like that that's a good story. I'm I'm in on that. Yeah. Um, I'm also spitting JoJo Siwa being on WWE. I, I'll agree with that, Allison. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um. Well, if that is all everyone has, uh, Vince should get tested because stupid. Symptom because symptoms of COVID is bad taste. No, yes. it's no taste. It's no taste. You could say you have no taste as well. <laughs> um, both both of those work. Uh, Dylan, thank you for joining us. We had a blast having you on. Uh, please go ahead and plug World Elite Pod. What you, Jordan, and Marcus have going on over there? What's coming up? Yeah, first of all, thank y'all for having me. Uh, I kind of know it's been 
hell trying to get me on you know life has been so hectic lately but yeah it's it was so nice to get away from the real world for a bit joining y'all yeah. and just, just having a blast man i had so much fun but yeah uh, you can see right here you can follow the podcast on twitter at world elite pod we just released a new episode today well marcus and jordan released a new episode today I, i've been taking some time away from the show but uh come back next week but yeah the 20 years of Rey mysterio is out right now on all platforms check it out uh, you can find my personal Twitter at Real Dylan Bear on Twitter, and yeah, uh, next week I'm not even sure what we're doing. I gotta get with Marcus about our schedule because I'm I'm honestly not sure what we're doing. So, but whenever we do figure out, we'll let everybody know on Twitter what we got going on. But other than that, yeah, that's all I got. All right, Vince, tell them about yourself. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. The link. In my bio, Linktree slash SES Vince will get you all the Straight Talk content. I just dropped a Straight Talk episode with the Get Show podcast, dubbed the Get Show Bulls, where we get uh, all our fan favorite Bulls players or best Bulls players after the Jordan years of the last 20, 20, 23 years or so. Drop that on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe, follow, all that good jazz. We were talking about the Women's Tag Team Tournament. We were talking about how disappointed we were about the mismatched tag teams, the lack of creativity. Me and Katie Kinsey Bay Bay were dropping our episode on the 30th or the 31st. It's dropping. We're going to make sure that that episode gets there. We fantasy booked the Women's Tag Team Tournament, so go ahead and make sure you check that out. Follow, subscribe, turn on bell notifications for Straight Talk. That's S-T-R-8 Talk Podcast. Or it's just search up SES Vince. I know there's uh, confusion. I apologize to Will that I was able to get both Dylan and Vince on one show and they both stood you up. Um, <laughs> hopefully we can work that out. Um, you guys can follow me at my brother's at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-R on Twitter only. Also, Smackin' Raw Pod on Twitter. Instagram, Creation World. It's the Creation World. Twitter, it's the Creation World. Linktree slash Creation World. Facebook.com slash Creation World. CreationWorld.com. Everywhere you want to find us, we're there. Go to Linktree slash Creation World. You guys can find us there. Linktree uh, slash Smackin' It Raw. You will find us there as well. That'll get you Pornhub, YouTube, merch, audio, everything you want from us. Um, I want to thank everyone in the chat. I want to thank JJ for staying up this late. Will for stopping by. Alice for stopping by. I think I saw Kyle in the chat for a second. Um... <laughs> <laughs> thank you will um tim bakley jebus justin everyone that came by to do this live show and chat with us thank you guys for staying up and you doing even this. got a melissa a cameo we had which... a melissa cameo which was fucking great um i appreciate it all so if you guys stick around we're gonna run an outro and then uh we'll be here to talk a little bit and hang out with you guys for a little longer but for Dylan from the World Elite Podcast and SES Vince, I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter. What, Vince? Why are you fucking up my outro? I'm not doing anything. Eh? What did you I made a face? Did you I have something? Face. No. No, okay. I just... All right, shut up. Uh, for <laughs> Dylan from the World Elite Pod and SES Vince, I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and this has been the Smack and Raw Podcast, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Later, y'all.